0: It's the foot-balliest time of the year With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer It's the foot-balliest time of
1: the year
2: and hello and Merry Christmas and Kedon Slavis. Welcome to Minus 3, everybody. Make sure you're betting along with us this holiday season. FanDuel.com slash Minus 3. The word minus the number 3. Follow all the fun on social media. At Minus 3 Pod. Make sure you're playing against us in the NFL pick'em, the bowl pick'em, all the rest of it. ExtraPoints.com slash Arcade is how you do it. Damoshek making a late season NFL push to catch Harry, who is leading the league right now now but I'm only a couple of back at this point we'll see if I can close that gap before the NFL regular season wraps up and the playoffs are nigh and so are the Bowl games are already in the full swing here. We went to one on Saturday night, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. It was a gay time. I rode down and back with one Kevin Hench. Let's say hello to him now. I watched with him at least a giant chunk of that uh, Patriots disappointing game against the Colts, although I did tell you that's the way it was going to go. Hopefully that softened the blow for you. How are you there, Hench, and happy holidays.
0: Uh, well, I should be great. I should be great. Right. We should we should be bursting with optimism as we go into the NFL playoffs coming just around the corner. We should be so excited. We should be so happy. The holidays are here. NFL playoffs just around the corner. But we can't be. We can't be because uh, uh, even though they lost my Patriots, one of the one of the few teams that they didn't get completely fucked by the officials. I mean, what? The officiating crisis in the NFL is so bad. This is how bad the officiating crisis is in the NFL. So 2 weeks ago, loyal listener Mike Breen takes exception with our basic position that the officiating is worse than ever. He he defends the officials. There's nothing we can do or say to change his mind. But you know who could change his mind? The officials themselves. The officials themselves changed <laughs> loyal listener Mike Breen's mind with their performance. No, not in the Rams-Seahawks game, in the Bears-Vikings game. He'd already come around to how fucking terrible these officials are. Bears-Vikings, he's like, okay, you guys are right. Uh, I apologize. This, these, these officials are terrible. Uh, this was prior to the, to the Rams-Seahawks apocalypse where basically – these officials are, are Captain Joseph Hazelwood running the Exxon Valdez aground and destroying millions of acres of marine life, uh, but they get a ship the next day. They're like, "Hey, no problem, buddy. You're, you gotta you gotta get to uh, Cincinnati for your next game." Like, there's never you never hear, um, "Hey, that back judge is suspended for three games because the wrong team won as a result of his incompetence." And by the way. This is a gambling podcast. We talk about gambling on this podcast because people work hard to make money that they get they can then wager on games. And if they win, they can maybe take their lady or their fella out to dinner as a result of their winnings. So what's the worst thing that can happen in our business? Is you hear like, these games are fixed. These games are fixed. There's a there's a criminal syndicate has has gotten to the players. And the game is fixed. So the wrong team is winning as a result of criminality. Well, as a gambler, what's the fucking difference to you if the wrong team wins because of incompetence versus criminality? I mean, the result is the same that the wrong team wins week, week in, week out. The wrong team wins because the officials can't do their job. How do we know they can't do their job? Because we have television replay that tells us instantaneously that they blew it. We see it with the naked eye and we go, that looked like P.I. I I think that guy tackled that guy before the ball got there. Well, let's take a look at the replay. Okay, that took four seconds to confirm that what we saw in the naked eye, that what the, the moron also saw with his naked eye. And by the way, like, say you're a Saints fan and you're just watching Tuesday night football fresh off a shutout of the Bucks, and you're feeling good, suddenly your PTSD is completely triggered because you have to remember, you probably had a Super Bowl taken away from you by this exact same call, where when, when you, you see this PI, right? By the way, this DJ Dallas, Ernest Jones tackling DJ Dallas non-call, worst Dallas-based... Crime. I got
2: to I still I still got to get uh my older son uh Christmas present. I'm going to run out and do that. You keep going. Okay, I'll be back in a few. Keep going, go ahead. Go, keep ahead. Rolling. go ahead. Yeah.
0: So so this this non-call uh, uh uh for poor DJ Dallas, worst Dallas crime since the JFK assassination, right? I think we can all agree. So usually
2: when you see a, a JR Ewing <laughs> takes offense to that when he was when, when gunned down see, senselessly, but all
0: right. When you see um a play that that egregious. Usually, it's it's hailing flags, right? Every ref wants to go. I saw it too. I saw it too. Me too. You know, like why is the fourth guy float? You know, you see the flags come in one, two, three. Why is the fourth guy reaching for his flag? Do they get a Do they get a Christmas bonus? I also had pass interference on that call. So that call terrible. Of course, everybody can see instantaneously. He got there way too early. And it, and it was pass interference. And by the way, I say that as somebody who hates rewarding the underthrow, but I don't think that guy gets to unilaterally change the rules mid-ball mid, mid, mid ball flight. This comes after the Rams are essentially awarded a touchdown on the nothing defensive holding on Cooper Cup on third and long. They should have been punting from inside their 10 the the call the, the defensive holding call you would actually have a defensive coach saying to the to the db you actually need to jam him harder you actually didn't get enough contact to to bump him off his route the officials like that's plenty of contact to ruin this game so anyway it it, it the whole we had ec- we had extra days of football so we got to see lots and lots and lots of terrible officiating the call on devin bush and and you you're suffering from this too right that minka fitzpatrick call at the back of the end zone that probably cost them the game that probably cost them the game and then the back judge looks up at the screen and goes yeah i guess i blew that one well there's nothing we can do there's nothing we can do there's no remedy for these incompetent morons changing the outcome of the game it, like you're just you're just changing the outcome of the game so ty conklin Goes horizontal for the Vikings. He's his head is six inches off the ground. Devin Bush is just coming in to knock the ball loose. He gets the ball. And the guy's like, yeah, that's just unnecessary something. I don't know. I don't know. Like, did you head helmet to helmet? No. Um, did he spear him? No. Did he get the ball? Yes. Okay, 15 yards. In a first down. I guess. It's just over and over and over again. And so what do we do? We do nothing. We give we give Captain Hazelwood another ship to run aground. So enjoy this weekend. And maybe it won't be your team that gets completely fucked by the terrible officiating. But maybe it will. That's a fun way to watch football, right?
2: Boy, somebody is in the holiday spirit, aren't they?
0: <laughs> Sweet Jesus, Hench.
2: My goodness.
0: For you have second. a better chance of having your team fucked by terrible officiating than you do of getting Omicron. I'm serious. I've took the percentage. I was is just going to say,
2: say powerful distraction from COVID, right? Thank you, referees. Now you made us forget for a minute it's about, a, about the play. It's not
0: a powerful distraction from COVID. It's, it's Kevin Costner and dances with wolves, uh, trying to get shot by the opposing army. It's like, now we're just throwing our arms open. Take me now take me now Omicron because I can't fucking watch another second of these guys. Like you, you can't catalog all the terrible calls. They come too quickly. How about the call on the poor bear? So wait, so you're literally, he literally makes the tackle. He dives low. (laughs) He dives low around the 320 pound guy lumbering at him. And he makes the tackle 15 yards for going low on the blocker. You're You're giving up 140 pounds and you're obliged to take him on. You can't go low on this guy and make the tackle. Now, by the way, how do they not all get together and go like he made the tackle? It it doesn't matter that he he went low and didn't clip the blocker. He went low and made the tackle like it's just shocking. And so so but like with all things NFL, their attitude is go fuck yourselves. What what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? You know, they, they have us like all monopolies. They can just go. We The product cannot get bad enough for us to lose market share. There's nothing that can happen. So it'll That's never right. be. Addressed. That's right. That's right.
2: By the way, I do like Eddie Spaghetti. I do like Kevin Hench uh, making himself into Kevin Costner. He the dances with wolves, rances with wolves ranting with ranting Rancing with, with wolves. wolves ranting with wolves i don't know we'll, we'll workshop that um it, you're exactly right the difference between the criminals at enron is they went to jail they got caught and they had the they had to, um they did the crime so they had to do the time this is what's unique about officiating in sports is they're insulated because i i guess i don't know this for a fact but i assume the reason leagues tamp down on players and coaches complaining about officiating is that it insinuates that they're in the bag on some level and that somehow they're being subjective where there shouldn't be any subjectivity. And so that insinuates gambling interest or something like that. I don't, I or that that would be the logical next step. And that's why you're not allowed to get in front of a microphone and blame the officials for blowing the game for you. But we all see it with our own two eyes. That's the problem with it. You're exactly right. Unlike, crimes, uh, other felonies. We're all looking at the felony get committed there and we're seeing the bad call and why it's become even more vexing in 2021 is you can feel now sometimes there's someone on high going like, yeah, no, that's a bad call. Yeah, no, that that was a catch. And they quickly resolve it. Why didn't that happen on Tuesday night? Why didn't somebody say like, oh, no, that was clearly P.I. They had the moment to make that correction. It would have been invisible to us, but somebody on high should have said to the official like hey yeah, uh, you you blew that one just uh just make this right and we'll do it speaking of bad calls my wife thinks i made the worst call of 2021 yet i've been giving myself haircuts since covid started and she decreed this the worst of them yet i'm taking off my hat what do you think there hench what's your review not good
0: well, I am. I can't talk. I mean, I this would be this would be like a an NFL official telling someone else they're doing a bad job. Oh, just, you cut your hair too? No, my hair is is beyond hope, and it, it had a great run. I can't, you know. Oh, okay, uh, my hair is is, uh, is basically Emmett Smith with the Cardinals. I can't I can't get mad at it. I mean, like, whatever. You're in the Hall of Fame. It was amazing. It was amazing. Great run. Great run, fella. Listen. Yeah. Legendary career. Gigi's just delighted by like, what is up with your head? Like, what? you have so many bald spots? Like, all right. All right. Well, I can't if, if what my I did, to
2: my, if I had if if the cruelest cut wasn't what I did to my head of hair, then yes, you're exactly right. It's when the little ones, the innocent
0: little ones who can't right, tell a I'm lie. Not, I'm not sure your terrible haircut is great audio. I mean, I mean I'm, a, I'm a TV producer, but like, okay. like most people are listening, right? It All is- right, creep. Let me do okay. this. Let's do this. We're, we're now, talking about bad calls. I know we
2: got to okay. get into it. And happy holidays, and we don't want to hold you up too long. Go be with your family, even though you'd rather be with your minus three family. Hey, Eddie th- 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 th-
0: go on, when I say go one ahead. last thought, go ahead. this go may ahead. be seven last thoughts. But another, I think a real problem with the NFL in particular, and again, it's like, hey, you know, don't let Beth Wilkinson write down a, a written report about what she found in the fucking cesspool of Dan Snyder's organization, because then there'd be a paper trail. Hey, Beth, can you just kind of bullet point this in oral presentation for us? Well, why, why, I've got uh, I've got a whole I, I can I write it down? No, 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 no. I, I can't. I, it is it is Logan Roy with the cruise ships. Right. I can't know. I can't know about it. Goodell can't get like, I can't, if you send me a PDF, well, then I say, yes, Beth Wilkinson sent me a PDF of all the horrible shit. I need plausible deniability. I need to go through and cherry pick the emails so that I I can hit my enemies list. Like anyway, so it is
2: Delray Lindo. It is Delray Lindo telling uh, Denzel Washington is a Malcolm X like, no, no, no. You never write anything down. It never seems so mo- It really does <laughs> seem
0: like the, <laughs> the spirit Wilkinson. of mo- uh, of mobsterism. Yeah. Can you imagine Beth <laughs> Wilkinson, like r- the realization as a lawyer? She, she knows, obviously, she knows exactly what's happening when they say it's going to be an oral report. Here's what I do believe.
2: Report. When Goodell says this did not impact the results of our investigation. I believe that. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it was a super yeah. hardcore deep dive. Yeah. I, I I don't get the the vibe that you were looking to get one of the thirty-two uh bosses uh in that one. Which is so
0: out. ironic because nothing would make Washington football team fans happier. It, it's like they're True. actually rooting. They're like, please. But anyway, so so part of the problem again with the uh nothing to see here, move along, watch the next slate of games. In the NBA, we know Scott Foster. We know Scott Foster. We we know Danny Crawford. We know Ed Malloy. We look at these officials and we we recognize them. And maybe you're like, oh, we have no chance because Scott Foster always beats this team. But the problem with the NFL is we only know the name of the ref, right? So then everyone's like, Hockley's kid, you know, like people are like they talk about the ref. It's like, All the ref did was hear the terrible call from the back judge who we don't know and we'll never know. Like you read a story and you're like, could you please name this guy? Can we fucking name the criminal here? It's like, why is he being treated like a victim? Like, hey man, we can't release the victim's name. He's not the victim. He destroyed the game with this call. All the ref did was I have to announce this on television. I was 50 yards from from the crime and now I have to announce it. Now the refs obviously, the refs have their own special way of ruining games, which is chicken shit roughing the passer calls. That's their
2: thing. Oh, right, this isn't festive enough. I, I, I won't have this in Christmas week. You're not gonna, you're, you're not gonna be a Scrooge about pigskin okay. hedge. All right, let's let's have a quick bit of what I think is uh, kind of uh, whimsical fun, okay. um, and then we'll give you our picks, and then we'll say our good nights. By the way, I do love Levy and Bell joining Antonio Brown. I just said it on extra points, and I say it to you now. I, I I kind of put put this together. Levy and Bell, this is going to disrupt what he announced was he, he wants to do some of the boxing, like Frank Gore. And if it weren't for Bruce Arians, Antonio Brown and Levy and Bell would be probably the two prime candidates to get into the in, into the boxing ring against one another. Instead, they're going to win a Super Bowl on the right arm of Tom Brady. Good for both of them. Um, but if you could do hench. In the spirit of Christmas and otherwise, a bad officiating, you get one play okay. or one draft pick or one free agent signing. You get to undo it. You get to change it. Any of your teams, in fact, any game. If you want to use last night's game um, or the Tuesday night game, if you want to do it for DJ Dallas, you can do that and be selfless. But you can choose any play from your favorite, from one of your favorite teams and flip it. It guarantees you nothing. It just changes. Okay, you're not um, going to change your quarterback pick. No, I don't. I got. Know. I got it. I got it.
0: I got it. But okay. but first, I want to. I guess you brought it up, I want to. I do want to say, what what must it be like being Frank Gore's neurologist? You're like, um, okay, okay, buddy. It doesn't look great. It doesn't look great. But um, you know, I think you know, you can you can still have a you can still have a, a reasonable life. You know, no problem. I think you'll still be able to move through the world. You know, obviously going to have some memory lapses here and there. But, uh, you know, good fishing. You're going to take, you know, some fishing maybe. Um, Staying
2: fit might be tough because your yeah. knees are surely What's worn out. But that? okay.
0: What's that? Your middle-aged boxing? Frank Gore is going to invent stage five CTE. <laughs> never, never before seen. Never before seen in competition. Stage five. Wow. Look at this. Look at this autopsy. What was this guy, a football player or a boxer? Oh, he was both, he was both, yeah. He had a, had a glorious post-NFL boxing career, it's insane. <laughs> All right. There was just, Happy holidays. There Happy, was just, Happy holidays, uh, everybody. Where yeah, his brain no, once only, was, was,
2: was just dust. By the time we cracked that you know, skull. I,
0: I know I'm grumpy as the officiating, but I, I don't have to worry about ruining Frank Gore's Christmas because he has no idea what month it is. Um, <laughs> so, so if I could take back one play, like, I don't know, like I, I'd have to sit with this for a little while. There's so many, okay. there's so many, you know, bad puck bounces in the playoffs, you know, if you took one thing. But I will say, like, emotionally, when Eduardo Rodriguez pointed to his watch in the Red Sox-Astros playoff series, so (laughs) the Red Sox had all the mojo, right? Just all the mojo, and and they hang on in that game. But it was like, you really want to awaken these sleeping motherfuckers? Like, fucking, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Average back end starter. You're the guy who's going to point to his watch. And, and then and then it was like they got through that game. But then the, the sleeping giant just o- o- eviscerated us. And, you know, it's funny you, you talk about uh, bad, bad officiating. And obviously, obviously, Laz Diaz had a, had a terrible, terrible moment in that series. But it does get a little hard to complain about the umpires when they're when the other teams like on a 28 to 2 run scored run you're like yeah but that call but if the call didn't happen yeah they're way better than us but i swear like karmically the 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 taunting the taunting that it, for no reason just walk to the dugout you did your job you you got him out that 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 just like that karmic pivot where the planets realign Oh, well, we thought the we thought the Astros were the assholes here. You're an asshole. OK, no problem. The I the on
2: behalf of the rest of Sports America, you're both assholes, both yeah. the, both the Red Sox and Astros. So that,
0: an that moment was horrifying. Um, what about you?
2: Well, let's go to Eddie Spaghetti perched in Staten Island. My heart goes out to the pasta family. I know, Eddie Spaghetti, your trip's back home. Um Ideally, I mean, you don't, giants, you can't really gather around the TV. That's not going to be fun this year. Um, but to gather around and watch what is shaping up to be a grand blue shirt season, the New York Rangers rolling, and now it's disrupted. Legitimately, that's got to stink a little bit. Sitting with the old man and your brother and everything and watching your favorite uh, team is, is good holiday fare. But you don't get that. I'm gonna let you redo something there, Eddie Spaghetti. How say you?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't change anything with the Rangers. They've I mean I could take I can get them what one extra point, maybe with a change a, a puck bounce for but they've had a great season. But if it had to be a Giants thing, and I tweeted this before, the two plays that kind of stick out to me, well, one play resulting in an injury to Nick Gates. Uh, if they had Nick Gates at center who was like, you know, voted most improved last year, it may change the whole landscape of this season because you have a better rushing attack for Saquon Barkley, and then obviously more pass pro for Daniel Jones or whoever the quarterback was actually could have maybe helped him too on his neck injury play. Uh, So the injury to Nick Gates play, I would reverse that. If not, the Dexter Lawrence, the bad penalty called on him, uh, for lining up over the the center on that field goal kick that the Washington football team beat the Giants with, that also may have changed the direction of the season. But uh, I guess the bigger butterfly effect would have been probably the Nick Gates injury. But that that Dexter Lawrence play sticks in my head. Also, the Falcons lost too. I mean, they played that game so badly again. a Couple extra.
2: <laughs> you're getting one redo on a whole year. I'll, I'll and you're give, doing I'll, the Giants. The, they wouldn't. They wouldn't change anything. What do the Yankees. Me? What about one? But what about one pitched ball in that one game playoff? I hated mean, Red Sox. Phil,
1: Phil Nevin yeah the full nevin play <laughs> but then everyone always points that Joe, like joey gallo was up and he wasn't gonna get a hit i don't know i mean i, I guess maybe that that's uh that's probably a good play too the yeah Phil i mean Nevin's it's not ball. a
2: play i guess but the bread man having to sit down because of putin related nonsense <laughs> disrupted what might have been a a fun spring for your rangers as well that could be
1: a good one yeah i guess uh, the last season i was focusing more on the rangers this season but yeah i guess i guess so
2: by the way, drop us a line at minus three pod. Let us know yours. We'll get through some of them um, in our first show next week. By the way, the Shecky Awards are coming up at the end of next week. Always uh, uh gangbusters affair there. I'm going to go with, I mean, I could do so many Steelers related ones. Uh, well, I got to go with the Pirates. In game, in game 103, in the sixth inning, they lifted the, the relief. No, that's uh, not, not true. Um, <laughs> the, um, the, I, the one that is the worst is, and I'm being overly optimistic about <clears throat> the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I will go to my grave thinking the Pens really had a great shot at winning the Stanley Cup this past spring if they could have gotten past the Islanders. The Bruins would have been a legit tough matchup for them, but I would have loved the Lightning. That ma- I mean, Oh, the Lightning are too good. No, no, no. That's ideally where- the spot to drop that Penguins team into. Um, I think if Jari makes the save in game five and you continue overtime, if the Pens scratch out a win there, I really think they might have won the Stanley Cup. But I could go to any number of uh, Steelers related plays, take away the Mike Williams touchdown late in Los Angeles against the Steelers. Maybe that flips things. You mentioned the the P.I. on Minka Fitzpatrick or the personal foul. maybe. P.I., the, yeah, the personal foul maybe the textbook
0: hit to the chest with your shoulder that is no longer allowed because you're not allowed to play defense in the NFL maybe worse than the Bengals Jets helmet to helmet that cost the Bengals that game. It's just, you know the the offensive player doing like a forward limbo to get his helmet so low the defender can't get his helmet below the other guy's helmet and they're like, hey man, that's that's the rules. No no, it's not. You just ruin the game again a-holes again again boop 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 boop
2: boop you you saw that wrong that wasn't a personal file like okay we're picking up the flag no one no one no one cares no one's upset some vikings fans in the stands go like what what happened and then they see the replay they're like yeah that was it and the game moves on and life moves forward and instead things are disrupted unnecessarily real quick we got to squeeze in a break here
0: Hey real quick because it just made me laugh so hard. Uh, I was I don't know, I was talking about spaghetti and I and I, and Heather Heather said something like,, um, well, you know, he must be, you know he must be feeling something something you know coming from an Italian family. And I was like, do you think his last name is Spaghetti? Like I was like <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so hold on. this whole time I've been talking about Eddie Spaghetti. You thought he was Italian? Because you thought that was on his birth certificate? Like I was like, his name's Eddie Murphy, which is also another joke, obviously. But like the only information you have that would make you think that is Italian is that I call him Eddie Spaghetti don't like, anyway, spaghetti. <laughs> <not his
2: favorite. laughs> that's great I, I i felt obliged to do something with his name the first when i met him is like this is this is going to be the producer of your show I, i'm not referring to eddie murphy and every time any new listener comes along i i have to explain no i know again it's hilarious that he has the same name so we went with eddie spaghetti but yeah Eddie Deli, plausible. Eddie Spaghetti, a little too on the nose. Um, all right. You want to jump into the picks here, fellas? Should we get them, get yes. get, get them going here and then let well, uh, let all, everybody let's come
0: discuss at. First uh, of all, to, for starters, Fred, we we're, we're 25 we minutes tape? past, first of all. Are we taping? Do we start? <laughs> um so I was I was looking the the Bengals Ravens line, I did find a line of two and a Bengals minus two and a half, but Some places don't have a line. And and I'm assuming they're they're waiting to see the quarterback situation. Right. And my thought is like, why? What's that going to do to the line? What possible difference could it make? Or are you waiting to see if Lamar Jackson is going to play so you can move the needle more toward the Bengals? Right. Because I, I think it's, it's completely
2: more- valid. I think it's completely valid. And everybody's having that conversation and harumphing at the idea of like maybe Ty Huntley, they're not going to, by the way. Spoiler alert. As we jump into this conversation about the game and then the Baltimore Ravens in 2021 and beyond, the buzz is now, and I'm big on a a pitcher, a stud pitcher arrives in the big leagues and he dominates his first time around the league. The second time around professional hitters now know what to expect. Can that pitcher adjust to the hitters who are professional and are looking for something? Can he adjust to their adjustment? Same thing goes with NFL quarterbacks. And um, I get that. And I allow for that with Huntley or for teams playing Huntley that there will be adjustments to what he does best. They'll take that away. And can he adjust to that? But in the meantime, the idea that it's uh, Lamar Jackson's going to get $40 million. So don't worry, Ravens fans. And I'm not saying that he's not going to get that. But when people say you think Huntley's as good as Lamar Jackson's like, if I think they're anywhere close, one guy's not going to cost me forty million dollars in the next twelve months. The other guy is. Maybe that is part of the evaluation in uh, on planet Earth. Well, right.
0: I mean, the the other part of the evaluation is Huntley's thrown seventy eight passes without a pick in the last two games, right? And Lamar Jackson's thrown five picks in his last seventy three passes. So you say, well, obviously, you know, Lamar Jackson has the, the occasional scatter shot misdirection that hits the defender in the chest, but he's, he's so dangerous on the ground. When Huntley broke, broke the pocket, it was like, well, I, what, what doesn't this guy do? Like, I mean, that green Bay defense is good and, and he shredded them. And so I, I, I think it's delightful. Of course, we've been having this Baker Mayfield conversation all year. And it, I love it when these, these coaches get boxed in because the, the superstar says, I'm only 80% but I'm going to give it a go. And the coach goes, "Oh. Oh, really? So now I would have to bench you." "Don't do he, that for us, man. We're worried about you, the human being." And Thank then you. you're going to say in your press conference, "I'm good to go. I don't know what he's doing." So it's great, but anyway, I I can't imagine it would have a half a point effect on the line one way or another. And uh I I'm I'm riding with the Bengals. I Me I too. think uh they, you know, they have a lot, a lot more ways to beat you than the Ravens. And uh, so I assume it'll come in around minus two and a half, whoever starts. And uh, I say lay those tiny little
1: points.
2: I mean, I, I, it really is crazy that we're getting further and further away from any of these games making sense, these results. Like, of course, that team blew out the other one. Of course, the, uh, of course, New Orleans was able to shut out Tom Brady. What? What the hell? I mean, we're too far into the season for these insane results. Nevertheless, this is my one and only guarantee of the week. Bengals minus two and a half I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson or Huntley the rest of the team is the issue everybody and you're exactly right though Hench just very quickly on Lamar Jackson yes He is dynamic and awesome and hard to stop. He also turns the ball over too much. Huntley, so far at least, has not had the same issue. That's a legitimate concern. He can make a lot of plays and steal games for you. He also has handed the game to the teams that they're playing more than once this season.
0: Which, Um, By the way, every every time this issue comes up for a head coach where you're like, hey, the guy might not give us as good a chance to win as the not guy, for for some reason, like the way football works, I always just go back to Belichick, going like, "Yeah, I'm going with this guy." I don't. know. What yeah, everyone's like, uh, Bledsoe's—he's healthy, he's ready to go. He's, hes hes the number one overall pick. He's got a huge contract. Yeah, I'm going with this guy. Like, it's so ballsy, and 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 obviously, you you need ownership to go. Oh, that's why we hired him. I don't know. He, he seems to know football. And, and, and coaches never do it. They never. It's so true. I, I don't think that that
2: is celebrated about Belichick enough. And I've taken this to Patriots guys that were on that team in, uh, you know, February of 2002 uh, and, and, and said like, boy, boy, did you guys feel like, man, what balls on this head coach? And they said, no, everybody in the locker room knew it that Brady was the guy. No, and Drew Bledsoe didn't want to concede it. He was the one holdout, but everybody else knew it was Brady. Still a ballsy move because Wade Phillips was required to put Rob Johnson in there Over Doug Flutie, everybody knew Doug Flutie was the right answer. Talk about butterfly effect kind of stuff. The Tennessee Titans lose to the Bills if Doug Flutie plays that uh, game that goes on to be the the Music City miracle. How the rest of that postseason shakes out is different. That's why I love uh, playing this. But to the here and now, playing uh, butterfly effect stuff. But in the here and now, yeah, I love the Bengals. And when we're talking about running QBs, that's all I want if I'm an NFL head coach or a GM or an owner of an NFL team, because it's diminishing returns if you're if if the premise of your offense is not for one season, but like for the next five years, let's say, is like, boy, guys, uh, the other teams have a hard time tackling our quarterback. He's going to get tackled enough that he's going to get hurt, and and now Lamar Jackson, that it took a minute. But and I'm not celebrating it. But it's like, yeah, of course. These are 300 pound men who are super duper fast. They're a tick slower than Lamar Jackson, but they're still going to catch him eventually. Nobody goes unscathed. Look at Cam Newton. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. They break down earlier than Drew Brees or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. Well, not Peyton Manning. Roethlisberger and Peyton Manning are pretty even. But Steven. You uh, know
0: what Just but but about- that's
2: that's what it's about. Like what you want is what you want is and because as I uh, support the Bengals here. Watch Joe Burrow play. He breaks contain and like, oh, they got him. They're going to get him. And he like go spin away and he'll break off a run just enough to get to the sticks, get the first down, new set of downs. Like that's all you need. The design runs I, I too yeah. much of a, too, too much of an emotional nightmare. Every time your franchise takes off, if you're a fan, like, oh my God, is he all right? I mean, I just, it's too much. And, oh, and, and, and right. the good news is there's. There's no evidence that that wins you Super Bowls. Design run plays for your quarterback don't generally. I mean, John Elway had some design runs, those QB draws. Steve Young ran some, Russell Wilson. But generally speaking, it, it is it's not an a interesting graph, or right?
0: Because typically your quarterback has to be gaining experience to increase your chances of winning the Super Bowl. But if during that gaining of experience he's taking licks in the open field, his physical capacity to win you a Super Bowl is going down as, you know, his mental, emotional capacity to win you a Super Bowl is going up. And, and you're absolutely right about the, the kind of licks certain quarterbacks take. And remember, I mean, it was, I think, five years ago where people were talking about like, hey, running backs on the downside of 30, you shouldn't take them in fantasy. That numbers come back to like twenty six, like it's oh yeah, that, it is collapsing so quickly to the point where you're like, do not give a running back a second contract, you know. So if you apply the licks the running backs are taking that just end their careers prematurely, obviously you don't want your quarterback taking those same licks. Um, he's supposed to have the deft touch of a of a jewel thief when he's doing this part of the game, but he's getting trucked by linebackers on designed runs. Uh, I I completely agree until proven otherwise. I
2: like, well, let's do the uh, Thursday night game here, too. And uh, as far as the Titans go, I like that since Derrick Henry's been injured, when I make that point about you don't give any running back a second contract, people will, without irony, say, what about Derrick Henry? he's hurt everybody that's what i'm talking about like you do not invest that level of bank on a position where there's that much attrition and he's the best example he is he is the, the number one like okay maybe there's some uh exceptions where you do give him a second contract and he's hurt and they're probably and in fact i will take the niners to beat them in large part because of his absence how say you there hench
0: uh well you know, I'm taking the Niners. You know how I feel about them when Kittle and Debo were both on the field. And, and yeah. I believe it was last week where I was giving out my best bets. I said, Niners plus 1,700. You're, you're the right. you right. Okay. You want to know what that number is now? Plus 1,100. You want to know where it's going to be after they beat the Titans? Plus 950. You want to know where it's going to be <laughs> when they're playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Uh, plus one twenty five, so that team is good. And when Kittle and Debo are on the field, I know everyone points to Garoppolo, but it's like the guy led the Super Bowl by ten points in the fourth quarter. He can't be he can't be that big a bum. And so uh, I like the Niners in that game, and I like the fact that we're doing this on Wednesday, so uh, the the um, the listeners won't already think we're idiots. That's <laughs>
2: I I commend you, and I'm glad you brought that up because when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong like Jerry Orbach, and I told you that the Falcons would at least cover that lofty point total. They didn't get anywhere close to covering it, so good for you on that one. I'm big on the Niners. I picked them to win the division, and they still have – it's highly unlikely if you look at the remaining schedules. They do – they're behind they're, – they're two games back of two teams, which makes it highly unrealistic that you close that gap. But they do get the Rams – to close out the season and you know I'm sure they were watching that Seahawks game um pretty closely because that would have really opened things up you know who wasn't watching I, that
0: game closely the officials
2: ah very good very nice the I'm gonna take the Colts to go into Arizona and truck them I mean the that that physicality travels I know Kyler Murray is intent on disproving everybody who says, like, ah, see, Cliff Kingsbury. It's it's uh, diminishing results every pro football season if he's your head coach. Um, but no new Hopkins is bad. I don't know if James Conner is definitely out, but he's banged up at least. I think this Colts team is rolling. The liability is obviously number two, the guy who threw two should, I mean, ball uh, passes right into the hands of Patriots ah! defenders. I mean, really bad, but... I like the defense. I like the run game. Um, so I'm going to take the Colts in that one house. I, I their, agree.
0: Um, you know, they're getting a point and a half in Arizona. I, still, though, so. I mean, well, you know, needing just needing the Cardinals to win in Detroit on a on a parlay. Uh, that was hard to watch. I mean, they're they're an incredibly flawed team. And, you know, they they were flawed with Nuke. You know, Nuke, Nuke had 12 targets against the Rams and had five catches and then a colossal drop on fourth and two. But then you're like, when, when Nuke's not out there, you're like, oh, this is even harder for them to matriculate the ball down the field. Uh, and, and the Lions move the ball at ease against that defense. So, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor in the desert, uh, I like the Colts there too. Um, the, the other number that just hit me like an anvil the Panthers are getting 11 points at home I know. against a team that didn't score last week. I'm like, who is going to take the field for the Bucks? That was we will talk about, you know, you know, Eddie Spaghetti's not old enough to remember Billy Volak and Drew Bennett. But there've been there've been fantasy moments where you're like, well, of course I won my league. I had Billy Vollock and Drew Bennett. Like what? That Tampa Bay Buccaneers fantasy apocalypse in the first round of the fantasy playoffs where Godwin, Evans, Brady, Fournette, even suck up minus one. Like it, you, if you had a Tampa Bay, like for all those guys would start for your team and they all were killers. And uh, I did. I did throw out the Saints. I, I, I didn't throw out the money line. I just took that big number. Um, but uh, I I thought they would keep it low-scoring and close. I didn't know it would be that low-scoring, obviously, because they were down to Scotty Miller and guys we'd never heard of by the end of the game. And I don't see, you know, Godwin's out for the year. Evans, hamstrings don't heal. Like, so this thing of, like, he might play, like, for what, a half a quarter? Like, it's going to be the same thing where Brady's waiting. Brady's having PTSD flashbacks to his receivers in New England, right? He came here so he didn't have to deal with this. So guys would be open. And so I think 11 is nuts. Panthers actually played the Bills kind of tough for quite a bit of that game. Um, so, so I mean, 11 at home against a team that is really going to have to figure out how to get first downs. Tad,
1: are- quickly, Matt Rule literally just said that Cam Newton is starting, but Sam Darnold will be playing a significant amount in this game if that matters.
2: Really? I thought what that products? that would be the case. I thought works. I'm surprised they got to run. They got to, they have to run Darnold out there at this point, because if he falls on his face the rest of the way here, then it, it ensures that they do something at QB. Maybe Deshaun. I wonder where Deshaun Watson's going to go that we, we keep having that conversation. We have a lot of time after regular season to dig in on that, but uh, that's good. Russell Wilson. Now it sounds like, or Bird Breer is saying, that uh, the Giants, we've been calling that one for three years now, but New Orleans is interesting. D.C. is is uh, is an interesting place for Philadelphia, although Jalen Hurts looked good on Tuesday night, so maybe that scares them off from moving on from, from the Hurts-Minshew uh, duo there. But, you know, you mentioned the trend there, Hench, about the Saints giving the Bucks for whatever reason. We don't have to obsess about the whys of it. The Saints give the Bucks a good game and, in fact, beat them when they go head-to-head, even with Tom Brady, and that's the latest. The, the weirdest one of all is the Giants swing from the Cardinals hammering the Rams and then the Rams hammering the cards, but for the most part, if, if you're looking for trends, I know I keep saying it, but what happened the first time is likelier to happen the second time than some flip of the script. That's why I'm big on the Bengals at home this time against whichever quarterback they get. And it's also why I going back and forth on this bills Patriots game. Now I'm going to completely reverse myself after that setup. I'm going with the bills. I want to go with the Patriots here. Cause I think that Belichick knows how to get in specifically into the head of Josh Allen. He sets up as the personification of what Belichick knows how to play against in terms of like, Ego, all the swagger and physical talent in the world, Josh Allen, plus the pressure of like my team doesn't win unless I'm special is Josh Allen's mindset. My team can't run the ball; I have to carry this offense. That that sets up perfectly for Belichick and his defense to be able to own that. But I think the Bills are gonna just barely scratch this one out. How say you? I mean,
0: Bills plus two and a half in Fox to your to your preamble. Which you bailed on immediately. I uh, know I did. yes. obviously, you have to throw out the at Buffalo result. I mean, what that wasn't uh, that that wasn't something you could use as data. Patriots, that's true. Patriots, right. Patriots, that's that. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That, that's that's so, right. So uh, no factor. Know, sadly, right. and and our astute listeners are obviously catching on to my my patriot paranoia. Um, you know, I think the Bills are are trying to run the ball. They they actually got some chunks against against the Panthers, um, and and obviously Josh Allen's still their best player. But you know Mac Jones had two horrible rookie throws against the Colts, and one of them we talked about at the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. One of them was not just late, uh, a, a, a late throw to the outside, but also revealed his big limitation was the ball took quite a long time to get to the defender who picked it. The ball was just in the air too long. So you can, you can be late or you can be weak, but you can't be late and weak or it's an interception. And so I feel obviously at the most important position on the field, the bills have a, have a distinct advantage and, and a lot of a lot of uh, motivation for going into Foxborough in a game where you can, where you can run and pass. And, uh, I, I, sadly think the bills, uh, prevail, um, and, and in so doing win that division
2: here, by the way, is, um, I'm sorry to repeat myself from extra points. If you're listening to both, we appreciate it. Uh, forgive the redundancy here, but, um, two things about the, about the QBs in this game. One, Josh Allen is, It is, I just uh, five minutes ago said, it's bad if your franchise quarterback to whom you've committed $100 million is running around. It's going to get worse as the seasons go along. In 2021, in a pretty soft AFC, the Bills still, for all the fits and starts and all the skepticism about them, they still have a decent shot of going to the Super Bowl this year. I think for the remainder of this year, I think if you're McDermott, you say like, okay, Josh Allen, next year, I mean it. No more running around for you unless it's unless it's essential. It's now a set like our chance of going to the Super Bowl is you using your legs and trucking guys and all that. So I think you cut him loose and I think you let him run around on the Patriots. And if that succeeds, you let him keep doing that. But then in the offseason, you say, like, seriously, though, man, <laughs> no more. We want you around. We, we, we don't want you to be. Candid- and he'll say, OK, or- but
0: get me a running game. Make sure I'm not the right. Best okay, back. well we'll worry about that next year. Make sure year. I'm not the, best the other. But it's funny because I don't think you know. I mean, obviously the Chiefs have rounded into terrifying form, but you know there are just certain teams where you're like, and, and they still talk about Arrowhead. Like you don't want to go into Arrowhead. It's like the Browns obviously win in Arrowhead last year if the if the ball doesn't go out past the pylon. I mean they win that game and win again yeah. and win again. And what was that week two? Was it punter? One punter drop? Yeah, yeah Browns.
2: Yeah, right. The Browns had them beating the, so, I guess so, that was uh, the, the first game Buffalo, of the season.
0: Buffalo, I, who I know went in there and came up short, but Buffalo does definitely seem like the team that could go into Arrowhead and, and beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game.
2: The one who people are not talking about is, and I know, like I'm. believe me, it gives me no pleasure, Stillers fans, AFC North fans. The Bengals are the team that I predict at this time, when we have this conversation next week, I bet you were talking about Look out, Chiefs, that Bengal, that that they're coming out party is assuming success against Baltimore this week. I think their chance to show that they might be one of the two or three best teams in the AFC comes when they play the Chiefs in uh, in week uh, 17.
0: Well, um, I, I think with I, that- just to support that point, you, you know how much I love the Niners and the Bengals obviously whip them if the guy doesn't muff two punts. Two, two, not one, two. He they just rewards them the ball, and even after the two muff punts, they have a pick six. They have a pick six just thrown to the chest, and they drop it. So they they are uh, they do seem to be a pretty pretty balanced team. And here's the the opposite of think globally,
2: act locally is the the way people get consumed by a team, and they see the flaws in that team instead of looking and saying like, yeah. That flaw exists or every pro football team has at least one significant flaw. The Bengals' flaw is that they allow big plays. As it happens, they make big plays. I think they can negate those, even in big games in January. I think that there's a certain swagger that I'm I'm wow. feeling. And if they, you know, they beat they beat the Ravens, and you know that was a tough spot, a mile high. And if they shoot it out with the Chiefs, I think they go into January feeling Did good. They, hey, can I um, just ask
0: you? Do the Chargers know you're dating the Bengals?
2: Well, I. I the Chargers are the 1A best oh, okay. team in the okay. AFC. I know, like, this Look. Jeff Schwartz or whoever, like, hitting me up about, like, well, actually, Jeff Schwartz now agrees with me. But all this stuff about, like, now where are your Chargers? Like, did did you watch the game on Thursday? Did you think that they that the Chiefs just trucked them or something? Like, they didn't get dominated. They should have won the game. They should have gone to the half up 18 points the Chargers should Hey, should've. real quick, the, on, the, the,
0: on that debacle. So, okay, you know, I, I hate it I think coaches are always looking for um, the algorithm, the computer, the card to relieve them of any decision making responsibility. It's part of what I love about Harbaugh, who's like, yeah, I'm the ball coach and I'm going to eat it. I'm going to I'm here to say in this moment, under these circumstances, I felt like this was the thing to do um, because I'm watching the game and I'm here, I'm present. Like Belichick benching Kyle Arrington in the Super Bowl to put Malcolm Butler in, why? Well, I'm watching the game. I think he gives us a better chance to win in that Chargers Chiefs game. So, first of all, I don't believe I don't believe that the computer actually says you have a better chance of winning the game going for it on fourth from the five yard line. I, I, you know, that the, the the third down play was ruled a catch to like the one and a half and maybe the computer says you go for it from the one and a half but once it was back to the five the reason you take points there and obviously if staley takes points in any of the opportunities to take points they win that game and your point about the chargers is you know sweeping the chiefs is well made but there's also this other thing that the computer cannot account for which is we just came up fucking empty we got zero we had a we had a 70 yard kick return two runs inside the five and we got zero, like you do have to like build, it's like they can't stop us. Yeah, except for the fact that you got zero points on that possession. Oh, and you got zero points on this possession and you got zero points on this possession. It doesn't matter if you're marching up and down the field, if you're forfeiting points every opportunity. So obviously um, whatever the computer says, any one of those three field goals and the win.
2: yeah but once you once you've come up empty i think it then requires that you get them back by going for it again now you're chasing yeah. all, the lost money which is
0: all i kind of i kind of think all that gamblers, what i would do is gamblers are familiar with that i with get that it. sensation
2: i know but the thing but the specific thing i i would say about it i, I debated this i think it it is probably generally it, it's dependent on who your QB is. I think it's the play calling though that that um, leaves me uninspired. If you have Justin Herbert, or if you have Lamar Jackson, or if you have Ty Huntley put the pressure on the defense by going at the edge with your with your fast uh, quarterback and force Defenders to make a choice you saw what Lamar Jackson did in Heinz Field TJ Watt I people oh the ball was a bad ball TJ Watt made a play on it that made it a tough throw for Jackson to complete but I think that need- puts a ton of pressure on the guy when you have the guy moving he's only, he only needs to make two and a half yards if if you indicate that I'm a risk to take off if you aren't spying me, that opens
0: up a, a pass catcher behind you. I I, well, I no, it's it, it, the it, play it, calling specifically this it, it always thing. baffles me when the play call for the for the game. This is it. We need to convert this play or we lose. That the play design, this will work. Unless one of their guys just goes with the guy, like it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So, so the safety rotates to Andrews. This is it. There's, there's no, there's no B, C, D. You know, to your your point about rolling out, like, yeah, if Russell Wilson rolls out in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, what are they going to do? Like, there's, it's indefensible. Um, you know, Montana to Clark. Buy yourself some time. Buy yourself some options. This, this immediate. I'm just going to whip it towards Mark Andrews. Well, what if the guy just rotates? Oh, then we're doomed. Then we're fucked. And I mean, in the T.J. Watt play, same thing. Like, it's like you, you have one. I mean, it almost feels like, well, then run a sweep. You know, if you're just, if, you're, if there's only one option in a passing game. Play action
2: boot. When you're the Chargers and you have Austin Eckler who's gashing them, play action boot, roll out Herbert is unstoppable. Unless he throws it in the dirt like Mahomes threw that one ball. That's the only way you don't convert from two and a half yards. If you have Lamar Jackson and you play action boot, they have to respect you. They have to try and stop the runner, And you roll out that QB. By the time he gets out on the edge, the defenders are stuck. There's going to be somebody open. There always is. All right, let's bring it on home here. And uh, as far as, wait, where is that thing? I want to make sure we. Bigger uh,
0: gap in arm strength between Justin Herbert and Mac Jones or me and you? Well, by the way,
2: (laughs) it's right. It's crazy. But that's, by the way, I was talking about flaws in your team. It's not a good flaw to have in the 21st century. It's like we're fine as long as we don't fall behind. (laughs) That's a problem for for a pro football team. Like Patriots can beat anybody. They just don't get down two scores. Then they can beat any. Well, if they do, then then the game's probably Mac Jones isn't capable of rallying them. Hey. Uh, he's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's given away up to $7 million in gifts over seven days on FanDuel. That's right. Santa Barkley is back, and Charles Barkley is giving away more than ever this holiday season through FanDuel Sportsbook. New and existing users open the FanDuel Sportsbook app every day between December 21st, which yesterday and December 27th for a new gift from St. Chuck. We love FanDuel for so many reasons. America's number one sports book for good reason. Safe and easy to use. Quick payouts and most especially same game parlays. You build out a local Christmas day, same game parlay. I don't know. Let's, let's talk about that uh, that Browns and Packers, shall we? Let's figure this out together. Browns plus seven at the Packers Packers playing for something here. Obviously the number one seed feels to me like Devonte Adams gets in the end zone every week. Not great value on that, but as part of a uh, same game parlay, that seems like a winner. What do we think? Nick Chubb. Is that a, a good one? A good dependable one to go with as well. Good. Hey, round think, no, he out looked here. good.
0: He's, he's got that crazy 6.3 yards a carry in the fourth quarter in his career. Uh, that seems like good value. And, and they're, they're, you know, they I really I liked them against the Raiders and obviously they did cover the number. Um, I I actually had some money line action on them and I talked to you about this Saturday night, but like I like the Browns when they realize what they should be doing. You know, the problem with Mayfield is they get delusional and think we should be doing stuff we suck at. And and Mullins, you know, he didn't he didn't turn the ball over and they really were committed to the run. And you know it bit them that they had to run three times to get ten yards to win the game, and they came up a little short. But uh, I, I definitely think um, that, that that Chubb is is going to find the end zone in a loss. I I would I would lay all that wood. I do think that you know they which whoever plays quarterback for the Browns, they're not scoring with the Packers. But um, but they know they they're they've smartened up enough to know their best possibility. By the way, even on third and goal from the five, their best possibility of scoring is Nick Chubb.
2: By the way, okay, so bring it on home here fanduel.com slash minus three. Make sure you use the promo code, the word minus the number three. Uh, do your uh, your pals here a holiday favor and, uh, and make sure you use that promo code when you use that, to, uh, when you make your same game parlay or any other bet that you're making on fanduel.com. And even if the Browns lose, Cleveland fans, all is not lost. If you win your last two in Pittsburgh and at Cincy, the division still could be had. I suspect that the Bengals surviving Denver is going to be the margin of them winning the division. That all gets blown out of the water if the Ravens surprise me and upset the Bengals this weekend. But I think that we'll look back and say that was the one, that week 15, The only uh, that they survived that game, that they really could have lost is is going to be the reason that they get to 10 wins or even the nine that could still be enough for them to get the division um but the Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to scratch their way in here I love it it's exciting I feel I feel uh, I, I don't understand the goalpost movers who've who've said man why can't you acknowledge that the Steelers stink this is what an embarrassing season like Everybody thought they were going to win six games this year. Everybody said in March that Ben Roethlisberger was an atrocity. You know, they they have not been world beaters, but if they could scratch their way into the playoffs, I don't care if it's with nine wins. I don't care if it's with eight. It would be a nice punctuation to his 18-year career. Plus seven going into Kansas City. Chiefs, some big stars with the COVID sounds like they're going to be able to play as long as they test positive Steelers, major stars as well. Zach Banner and Devin (laughs) Bush down. So I think that's a wash. If they both miss Tyree kill Travis, Kelsey, it's a wash. If Devin Bush and Zach Banner aren't out there, Hench, I'll say, Um,
0: well, first of all,
2: impossible to pick. We don't know what's going to be available. If
0: you're Tomlin and you're doing the rah, rah before they run out of the tunnel, uh, feel free to start playing before you're down 10. Like, the Steelers have 3 or 0 points at halftime in almost every game. And then and then they and then they play lights out in the second half. Go ahead and play hard in the first half. I don't know, like it's insane. They have no line of
2: scrimmage either way. Their offensive line is bad. Their defensive line, despite Cam Hayward, is atrocious too. I mean, I, it's amazing that they that they are seven six and one. I don't think people are looking at it properly. This is crazy. How how is this team that can't block anybody and can't stop anybody from oh, running okay. the ball? How do they? How are they on the plus side well, of things? I would things say right I would now. say this: if,
0: if Kelsey and Hill play. It's going to be one of those 48 to 9 ass kicking that, that, that hmm. you know, the Steelers can't. The Steelers offense is actually the kind of offense that that Chiefs defense, I think, thrives against, um, which is a shitty offense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: powerhouse yeah the honey
0: badger will will lower the boom on those those underneath throws um but come on seven
2: prove hench wrong come on you got three more fella do it i I, i'm not i'm not closing the book until it's required to be closed this is a big one the one the ones that scare people look at them as opportunities I don't want his last home game against the Browns to end the way the last time he played the Browns in Heinz Field. And then going to what if what if the division hangs in the balance and they go to Baltimore and they lose there? That that scares me. I'm not I'm not, I'm my glass isn't half full um in life and so why would it change now but i i I still love that they're in a spot to do it and and you just saw the buccaneers get shut out who's to say that they can't go to arrowhead and steal a game even if it is tyree kill it's funny because in that finale
0: against the ravens i'm gonna be i'm gonna be rooting for the black and gold i suspect because the day i don't we we might have been working it was the day i think spaghetti was was putting it in the chat but there was a day in training camp where the Ravens like went, uh, yeah, starting tailback out for the season, backup tailback out for the season, Marcus Peters out for the season. And I like while we were recording, I I, I bet Ravens under 10 and a half. I'm like, oh, this has not been taken off the board yet. There's no way this team gets gets to 11 wins, even in a 17 game season. Then it's like eight and three with a bunch of dubious victories. Like, how is this not going to cash? They're not very good. So I could definitely see them ten and six. Although I do like the Bengals this week, which which would uh, ha- take care of business this week. But if the Ravens are ten and That's six right. uh, in the in, in the final game against the Steelers, I'm gonna I'm gonna need um, your your. I told you three weeks ago. That, I told
2: you three weeks ago that that they wouldn't win two more games, and they won't. The Ravens. Um, I got the Ravens midseason when their win total went up to eleven and a half. I said, "Are you crazy? There's no way they're, that team's getting to eleven and a half." I got the Bengals under nine and a half, and I st- stuck with the Steelers going over eight and a half. That's the one that they still have a shot at getting. And I, I, I talk about the the vapid cynicism that drives me crazy. That is the like, who cares if who cares if they. Haven't had a losing record in fifteen years or whatever. Like, that's a great. That is that is a great tidbit for a professional sports franchise.
0: Never have a losing season. What the hell? That devolved very quickly. Of course, that's great. Well, who cares how many home runs Mickey Mantle hit in the World Series? Yeah, I don't know who cares about it? It's exactly. It's 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 an insane. It's 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 an insane. The Earth can't sustain life any for much longer. Who cares? Yeah, human consciousness. Between weeks, human 50- consciousness is going to go away. The Jupiter Symphony, <laughs> Hamlet. We created the Hadron Super Collider. Yeah, who cares? We can't breathe. Who cares?
2: You're really setting yourself up for a grim life if all that matters is winning the Super Bowl, because you're yeah. going to be disappointed an awful lot unless you were unless you're a Tom Brady fan. Fortunately <laughs> for you, Hench, that's uh, that more that fun. More fun when he life.
0: when he won it with my team. Uh, I'll admit a little more fun. Sure
2: um but uh but yeah i mean uh, uh, I, i'm still getting from yinzers i'm getting social media posts about like dude it's better if they lose ah they move up in the draft like in week 16 now with three games to go now you think if they tank the last three games that'll that'll do it they'll move up two slots and they'll, and they'll right, get the check. dream quarterback who surely check. is gonna win spaghetti go sending
0: us a please wrap thing in the chat but so okay, that's yeah, 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 my cue to ask spaghetti a question You know, Sheck just talked about the Steeler fans wanting to tank. Daniel Jones ran ran the ball seven more times in that game after he allegedly hurt his neck. He kept playing. What this is, this just feels conspicuous to me that they're like, "Let's, let's improve our draft standard. What do you say?
1: I would normally agree with you, 100, uh, percent because it is very strange that he still played with a neck injury that was like almost uh, career-threatening, in like the same kind of vein as like a Peyton Manning. the The problem is that I think the Giants organization, from John Mara to Chris Mara, all the way down, are just they're just too incompetent to actually have a, some kind of conspiracy-like st- strategy going on. They're just really that dumb, and I hate everything about the organization.
0: That was the that was the that was the LAPD's best defense for how they couldn't have framed OJ were the LAPD. Who how, how could we possibly have pulled this off? Think about it. Yeah, the 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 Giants. By the, the way, men, it's pretty easy to Philly and the Giants sending Mike Glennon out there.
2: Philly and the Giants have uh multiple first round picks. I think the Seahawks are in a, a in a fun position where they could say to both NFC's teams like or make a decision yeah we'll take Danny Dimes for a year or two or we'll take Jalen hurts for two or three more years and make that trade with Russell and, and picks I think there's that that gets one of those two teams Russell Wilson over the Saints or otherwise um all right spaghetti I know we have to wrap and by the way I think this is finally proven when I said we got to go a half hour and that's it spaghetti's too busy today to do anything else and here we are Go and pass the hour mark. Do you want to give one bet, two bets, three bets, or zero spaghetti? I leave it to you, dealer's choice. Since you're the one who's over, uh, the
1: that. only bet I would give out is what you know. The Giants, uh, we just brought them up. They are playing the Eagles again, and the Eagles had a really good uh, performance. I think from Jalen Hurts, one of the more the performance that I actually trusted him more after seeing that. Uh, and although Nick Sirianni is out now with COVID, potentially, uh, even if they're laying ten points, like if I don't think that the Giants are going to score many points versus them, and I still think that. Even if Jake Fromm plays more, he's going to have the shock of just not being really NFL level, NFL caliber quarterback, and he's going to screw this one up. Uh, The other bet I do like, too, you guys mentioned earlier on, is a. NFL
2: seen Mike Glennon. They haven't seen Jake Fromm enough. Maybe again, a what drive. we're talking about with that pitcher making he his first drive go And round. the
1: defense, the game was already over, and the defense was like just giving him like easy passes in the middle of the field. And I think that he's going to come in. He's just not. He's not NFL caliber. uh The other guy I do like too is the the, the Packers to win by a touchdown and a half point. uh And the 49ers uh, I saw a stat that Jimmy Garoppolo on third and one and fourth and one. He's like. 20 he's like perfect 20 like 7 for 27 in his career as a 49er that's a pretty good stat to convert in crunch time uh when you need that extra yard so i I like the way he's been playing why
2: because they because they because why because kyle shanahan consistently runs play action boot that's what he does in that spot that's why it works see it always works it's never not worked all right listen you know what works this show and uh, it's been a gay football season. It's been a great time since Kevin Hench joined us. The gift, we got the Shecky Awards coming up next week. So make sure you're tuned in for those. We, we settle all hash, best fruit, best uniform matchup, everything else that matters. I think best reunion is, uh, is Kevin Hench being, playing a more prominent oh, role in my life man. in 2021. We've gotten to kibitz. We get the kibitz for like three and a half hours or however <laughs> long this show goes every week, and it's been a treat for me. So anyway, have a happy holidays, Hench. Enjoy uh, the ladies under your roof, Eddie Spaghetti. You do the same with all the fellas, and, uh, and Jade is out there, and your mom. Enjoy Staten Island, eat all the pizza and all that stuff. And uh, be on the lookout a special Christmas edition of Extra Points coming at you with uh, with Sal, Marty Weiss, the rest of the crew there. And uh, I guess we'll kibitz with you after the football weekend and after the holiday, and we'll try and make sense of everything for you then. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.